You're with Clement Maniatella. 702. Let's walk the talk. Thank you very much for your WhatsApp voice notes. I want to bring in now Lieutenant General Debello Musiki, who is the Deputy National uh, Police Commissioner. Thank you so much, um, Lieutenant General, for making time for us. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Clemens. Thank you. To your listeners as well. Yeah. So uh, we've been hearing from the community of Soshanguve about challenges that they are facing, which are challenges that almost most of the communities um, in South Africa are facing around crime. And I have to really be honest, when you hear people tell you that they have to close their homes at 6 or at 8 because they feel unsafe, when you hear people say they have to pay young, you know, adult men in their community so they can walk them to the, to, to the bus station, that really breaks your heart. It makes me wonder if we're losing our fight against crime. Thank you very much, uh, Clement, for that question. Yes, indeed, we, we are experiencing high crime levels in our country. Um, we are doing everything possible to make sure that we saturate all the areas. I'm sure you are my witness that uh, we, from time to time, um, come up with new strategies. We listen to the communities. Uh, I have been listening mm. to some of, of the concerns, some of the inputs that communities of Soshanguwe were raising. Mm. It, it, it is indeed a problem and it is a problem and a concern of every person mm. in this country. The big question is who is committing crime and why are we allowing them to commit crime? You will find that we, from time to time, look at the resourcing of the policing. Mm. And you cannot resource enough because there will be no amount of personnel that will be enough to fight crime. You can't have everybody as a police member. We have this much. We are opening new police station. Five years back, we have 1,100 police station, but to date, we are talking more than 1,300 or more than 1,500 police stations. So we are establishing a policing strategies. We are implementing strategies just to make sure that our communities mm-hmm. are in a safe environment. But we, from time to time, find ourselves... Uh, with the new trends of crime. I think one speaker this morning spoke about people are not working. People are hungry. And a hungry society, they will do anything possible to bring a plate on their table. But crime does not pay. And we cannot allow people to commit crime just because there are other anomalies Mm -hmm. that they are experiencing in life. Do you think, uh, Lieutenant General, the problem here is mostly around the capacity of the police and there that not being sufficient to meet this demand these high crime levels or is part of the problem here that you've got some police officers that are perhaps inefficient that are not doing their jobs i mean when you hear from the community members they say sure there are police stations here but are they responding to crime are they visible in communities some of them are not and some of the police officers are actually involved in protecting the very same criminal. So which is it? Is it the issue of capacity or is part of the problem here that you've got bad apples within the system? The capacity, uh, as I've indicated, we we have uh, tried in the 
past two years, we have recruited more than 22,000 new police officers just to make sure that we, we saturate the place we are all over. Uh, there are units that must be capacitated as well that we need those specialist trained police officers to be able to respond to the demand. Uh, so the issue of the capacity, yes, it is a challenge for everybody in the country. But we have taken as the organization what the president has announced to recruit to date 22,000. We'll recall that we had 10,000. And instead of just taking 10,000, we took 250 more of graduates mm. just to make sure that we get a lot of graduate into the system for specialized environments. We went further the past year to recruit another 10,000 and we'll still go to another 10,000. Mm. But these 10,000 that we are recruiting, unfortunately, when they get into the system, others must leave. Uh, uh, because others natural attrition others are recruited out of the service so much as we are trying to balance the numbers but there will still be the attrition that mm -hmm. should take place and we can't uh, stop them from from going out mm -hmm. on the question of are we part of the problem as the police officer i think we are having a very good system including that uh, as the police we are also having a lot of oversight uh, uh, bodies that are looking at the conduct of the police but our our discipline procedure we have seen a lot of our colleagues who will find themselves on the other side of the law changing this beautiful blue uniform to orange some will be ex expelled even before finalizing their court processes. So it is my appeal again today that let us not just say police uh, are involved in, in crime and criminality. Let's report them. Let us root them out. Let's make them leave the system because they are tarnishing our name. And we cannot afford from time to time when we go to communities, not to say communities are not talking the truth because it cannot be that we are getting the same challenge everywhere and we are still complacent and saying no we are not corrupt there are those elements within us but it is in the small numbers that we can root them out yeah. and and take them off the system and get people that are willing that wants to come and assist the communities what is the plan left in general i mean it's very clear now that we have been dealing with if you will, I'll call them new crimes, so to speak. Criminals are always finding new creative ways um, to terrorize communities. And I'll use terrorize because that's what they do. They bring about terror and fear in communities. And these community members are looking up to you as the leadership of the SAPS to save them, to rescue them. So what is the plan um, at national level to respond to these new crimes to respond to these community members who say we are not safe even at work walking to the bus station even in their homes clement we we are not only looking at a policing uh, on our new policing strategy you will recall that cabinet took upon themselves to implement what is called integrated crime and violence prevention strategy. We took that strategy, brought it down to the operational level. 
where we develop now the policing strategy. Within the policing strategy, it's not only policing, we are also looking at what do we do internally to capacitate, which is the first issue. But then when you capacitate, you don't only capacitate in terms of training, you also capacitate into looking at what are the measures to, to clean within the service. If there are elements that are not required or there are systems that we have put in place that are not working for us, how do we do that? So every Monday when we review the operation, Chanela operations, which we do graciously irrespective of what is happening on a monday just to reflect on the issues of crime and what is being reported what are the actions that we have undertaken we also have a document which is a living document that we are looking at what do we do in terms of getting resources that are required in terms of vehicles improving in terms of our it your technology management what is it that we we require in terms of the discipline, what is it that we need to do and how far have we gone into the implementing of those strategies that we have identified. We don't only have what we call support services or what will be commonly known as administrative arm of policing. That part of administration is to look at over and above these foot soldiers that we are seeing here with me wearing uniform detectives and crime intelligence collecting information what is it that we can do over and above that we're looking at the issues of how do we best strengthen our community relations you have seen in Gauteng I think the good example that I can cite is what we implemented during the the March 20 a March countrywide that we had where we worked closely with communities different community structures, different uh, uh, um, capacity that we are having within our communities in relation to the, the private security, but importantly, the community. This country adopted what we then called a public-oriented policing, which has borne the community policing forums. We are saying not only those that are sitting in a committee, but there are other structures who do not want to be part of the community policing forums, which we all, from time to time adopt, we work with. We work with, we, 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 I know the question will come uh, in relation to the private security company that some will say they are doing policing they are not and they should not when they do that we have sira i think they are sitting now to evaluate some of the reports and and, and queries uh, and find ways of private security company doing what private security companies so should how do be you doing. partner with them then we what, partner at what point with do they them. come in we we look at uh, the other capabilities that they are having that we don't have but most importantly what we need and require from them is to be our eyes and ears where we cannot reach where they are as private security companies where they pick up elements of crime they need to report that to the police mm -hmm. so that we we can maximize ourselves yeah. double and triplicate ourselves and be where we cannot be Another issue that's been raised by community members and even throughout the show, whenever I've spoken about crime on my show, is the fact that 
as 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 the police, you don't you no longer have good relationship with community members. So what you would call informers or informants, I don't know what the the, the, the right term is to use. Uh, and someone once called and said he used to be an informer for the police from a community, but that person felt he, they were not being paid enough anymore by the SAPS to feed them information that they see in the communities that lead to arrests being made or to you at least preempting some criminal activities. How do you plan on working to re-establish not only the trust, but that working relationship with communities? Because if you need to solve crime, you need the people in communities to talk to you. We, we have uh, what we evaluate from our intelligence communities, uh, our investigators, uh, our foot patrollers, our, our foot soldiers, my apology, our foot soldiers, you see the kennel in, in front of me, is operational ready. These people that are always out there. Uh, previously, we had sector policing. We still have sector policing that we are still encouraging that can we work on sector policing to ensure that we gather and collect information. Mm. The gentleman next to me as well, it's information gatherer. Mm. It is their duty to have informers. Mm. They cannot, both of them, discharge their duty daily without informers. The intelligence community, the investigators, they cannot succeed without informers. They need to have informers. But we have had a lot of complaints from some of the informers that when they submit their claims, they either will not get what they want or they will get very little. What I can assure the communities is we are having a committee that will assess the level and the nature of information, value of that particular information, what is it addressing and you will be paid accordingly. There are scoreboards that the committee will tick the boxes and make sure that the level of information or the weight of information that you have provided equals this amount of money that needs to be paid. So one needs to check what went into, unfortunately it is the internal document that we can't say come and sit when we do that evaluation, but it is evaluated. If you can borrow me that, because my mic is out of the battery, <laughs> Lieutenant General, so we'll use this one. I want to ask about Operation Chanela. You recently had that as the SAPS in the area. What were you able to discover? What were you able to implement that at least puts this community at ease, knowing that you're working um, on resolving these issues they have around crime? Operation Chanela has taken the posture of a five concentric operational approach i will talk about the main four issues which the fifth one that i'll not be talking about is what me and you are currently doing which is comms where we give progress we give uh, information we do the street in that is part of the fifth approach that we are doing on operation chanela first and foremost we have our information gatherers that needs to collect information before we even go on the streets on the day that is being identified as a problematic day for Chanela to be implemented. Areas will differ based on the crime threat assessment that will be done.
we cannot always say it is over the weekend, but weekend has proven that we are having a lot of problems where people are at home when people are consuming alcohol. So what we do is to gather, to collect, to analyze the information through the crime intelligence bodies. We then implement the crime prevention activities. We then do what if we require, we do the combat policing and then we do the criminal investigation. So those are the implementable approaches that we are deploying when we do Operation Chanela. So we don't just wake up that it is Monday today we want to do Operation Chanela with little information or no information. So it is imperative that our collectors, our informants, give us that information so that when we go out and operate, we, we come from the premise that what we are going to be looking and focusing at will yield the results. Clement, I must say to date, we have from October to date more than 153 persons yeah. that were put behind bars. More than 153 just October to date. Lieutenant General Tibel Lomusikidi, Deputy National Police Commissioner Kialaboha, thank you so much for coming uh, to engage with us here in Soshanguve as, as we try to find solutions to this crisis uh, that is crime in our communities. They are such speakers, or Otswana speaking, or, by the way. Yeah. So just to be on their side, Kihore Rabautrile, Kihutrile, Dilotabona. And they are not just saying them. We are going to implement and look at other strategies that will come closer to satisfying them. It will not be 100% Chabasa Soshanguve, Ritrat, and related areas. Soshanguve, Impa. At the national level, I can assure them that Renale different uh, uh, directorates. Where are we in Soshanguve? What is it that we are doing? Yeah. We are taking notes. Our communication are here. Our information collectors, our crime prevention operatives, our one of my colleagues, when we were talking, I said to them, one murder is one too many. We can't even afford to lose one life. Mm. So we are going to make sure that we implement, we maximize ourselves, but we need community to do so. Thank you All very right. much, Lemon. Thank you so much.